Welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. We're recording this on Thursday, January 26th, 2023. I'm Casty Palmer, joined by Chris Feeney and our special guest today, Josh Pye. Josh is a sophomore third baseman for the Hoosiers. Josh, welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Thank you for having me. And Chris, if you want to kick us off. Thanks, Cass. Uh, once again, thanks, Josh, for your time. I know the life of a D1 athlete, you're not having a lot of spare time, I would assume. So really appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, no, I appreciate your guys' time. Um, just to start off, and, and it's really fitting after last night with Scott Rowland's uh, Hall of Fame induction, how, how does it feel playing third base on a team where the director is Scott Rowland? Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. I find that uh, being here, I'm surrounded by awesome people, people that want me to get better and uh, will push me every single day. And and that's one of the reasons why Indiana is such a good fit for me and everyone that's here. You know, we're pushed every single day and we're surrounded by by talent, by greatness, you know, and, and it's starting to show. And you decided quite a long time ago that you wanted to be a Hoosier. Uh, you hadn't even played a game in ninth grade. It was the way I read it from when yeah. you committed, correct? That is correct. Yes. So what made you know that this is something you wanted before you even were playing freshman high school ball? So, you know, growing up in a small town, uh, not too far from Bloomington, actually, I grew up always a Hoosier fan. And, and usually it was a Hoosier basketball, right? My dad's a big IU basketball fan and always has been. So I grew up watching the Hoosiers on TV and it just kind of, you know, over the years, just seeing the the uniforms, the, the cream and crimson, it's like, man, that's awesome. Those are some good looking uniforms. The facilities are awesome. And and so it got to the point where college recruiting got into it and, and I visited Indiana and I absolutely loved it. And uh, I went through a coaching change through my commitment. Uh, um, Lamonis left and then Merce and that game come in. And, you know, that that's a blessing in disguise. It really was. And and I'm so happy to to play under Coach Mercer and the staff and my teammates that are here. And it's just been a dream come true. And now we talk a lot about uh... – the transition from high school to freshman or sometimes uh, transferring from one school to another. But what's the transition been like from freshman to sophomore for you? You know, um, I was blessed as a, as a freshman, right? I was blessed to uh, be able to get on the field, right? And, and play a lot of baseball and have a lot of bats. And, and you know, I, I did a lot of things well, but I did a lot of things not well, you know? And, and so, um, you can't live in the past. You got to move on. You got to attack those weaknesses, right? You got to be a better player than you were the year before. And so really the transition this year was get healthy, stay healthy, get stronger and attack those weaknesses. And so that's really been the goal the last six, seven months were to really buckle down, um, try to try to turn those weaknesses into strengths, right? That, that's the goal. Get stronger. And it's been going really well. If we're going to have an even better season next year from you, I'll, uh, I'll absolutely take that one. Now, my, one of my favorite things is the two-out RBI. I put it on Twitter a lot, two-out RBIs are the best kind. But I feel like you've taken this whole thing to another level. You want two outs, and you want to have two strikes on you. I, I mean, I've never seen game-winning hits, walk-off hits. You always seem to have two strikes on you. Um, what do you do to just, like, clear the mechanism? Can you talk a little bit about it? Because it's, it's apparent. As a freshman, too, so impressive. You know, it, it's Merce says it all the time. You got to be able to hit with two strikes, right? It really doesn't change too much in the at bat, right? You get to pitch up and over the plate. You got to drive it somewhere. So it goes back to like our hitting philosophy a, a, as a whole. And it's just hit fastballs up and over the plate hard and hit them 95 plus somewhere and, and hope they find a gap. You know, if it's a line drive out, it's a line drive out. You can't really do too much about that. So 
what I try to do is, is I try to stay focused, right? I try not to let outside noise bother me too much. Um, try to keep, keep composure, right? I like to stay composed on the field, um, not get worked up too much. Um, so when two strikes come up, especially when it's a big situation, you know, I just like to take a deep breath, step back in the box, realize, you know, hit a ball hard somewhere. He's going to throw your ball up and over the plate, right? The pitcher wants to strike you out. That, that's, that is his goal. He wants to strike you out. He wants that stat line, right? So don't let him do that. It's a competition, right? It's me versus that guy. And I want to come out on top every time. I'm sure uh, it doesn't hurt if the guy behind you gets walked intentionally before you come up. Huh? That's that's right. What was that that day? <laughs> I couldn't I don't believe know. that was happening at the time. I was like, yeah, go ahead. Walk him. That's fine. <laughs> what, what goes through your mind in the on-deck circle when that's happening? Seriously, love, that's got to be. That's a disrespect. You know, I love right. that. Disrespect me. Disrespect me. I love Disrespect anyone on our team, right? It's going to come back to bite you. And there, there's a, there's enough threat across the lineup to, to do that. Uh, how is it hitting uh, with a team that is so dangerous, pretty well across the board? At least getting on base, strong hits, whatever. It, it makes hitting a little bit easier. It really does. You know, knowing that knowing that there, there is room for failure. Nobody wants to fail, right? I don't want to go up and strike out, but it's going to happen. I'm not going to go no strike this whole season, but I know the guy behind me has my back. That's, that's just playing on a team that knows how to hit, that knows how to move runners, that knows how to get on base. You know, it's a blessing. Um, and and we're, we're really deep. We got a lot, a lot, a lot of good hitters this year. Um, there's going to be a lot of talent on the field. There's going to be a lot of talent in the dugout this year. It's going to be going to be a really tough lineup to get out. We got snow on the ground right now. It's like 28 degrees. You got me fired up, bro. I gotta say. <laughs> 22 days or whatever it is. It uh, needs to go quick here, please. Yep. And maybe um, you're talking about that stuff. lineup. We, we only had, we've actually never had three uh, freshman All-American. And the Collegiate Baseball News, you know, had you, Matheson, and Tibbetts honored with that um, selection. Is there, a, is there a competition between you guys? Is it a healthy competition where you're just trying to like outdo each other or how's that relationship with you three? Um, our relationship's great. Carter, I lived with Carter last year um, and I live with Brock right now. So I really don't, don't feel as if there's any competition between us at all. I feel like we're all different players in our own way. Um, I'm not going to go out and hit 19 home runs like, like Carter's going to, you know, um, mm -hmm. we're just different players, but I think what we do do well is push each other to be the best that we can be. Right. We all like to take swings together. We like to analyze, you know, he'll tell me if I'm doing something wrong and I'll tell him if he's doing something wrong, which I think is a really big part in uh, building a strong team, being able to criticize each other and not take it to heart, right? I'm trying to make you better. You make me better, right? It's being coachable. Um, and I feel like that's what we do really well as a team overall is that we don't have to have coaches with us 24-7, right? We can help each other be better. Now, what about off the field? Is there any uh, friendly competition? going on uh, off the field? I mean, not really. I mean, I don't think that we really compete off the field too much. We um, we like to hang out together. But other than that, I I mean, I'm trying to think, oh, you know what? I can think of one thing specifically. Me and me and Matthew Ellis playing pool. I, I, I try to beat him playing pool. But nice. that's about that's when I get real competitive off the field. But other than that, you know, it's a, it's a great group of, group of guys to be around. We love each other to death. We, I'd do anything for anyone on this team. You're bringing that, up Matthew Ellis. Oh, sorry, Cass. Oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I I remember some years of a ping pong competition. <laughs> like that was always that. that was always um, very competitive. 
I am bad at ping pong. I might be the worst ping pong player on the team, and I'll take that. I'll take it. They got a nice setup there in the clubhouse, though, right? Is that still there? Yeah, it is, and, and they're on that. I mean, there's not 10 minutes that go by where there's not somebody playing ping pong. Nice. Um, you had brought up Matt Ellis, so it was something I wanted to ask. Since you brought his name up already, whose idea was the uh, stepbrothers uh, bit on <laughs> that Instagram? Because that was great. That, that was mine, actually. I was like, you know, he was right after me. And I was like, you know what? You're going to be there. Why don't we do that? And I'll post on Instagram. We'll make a good Instagram post and get people to laugh, you know? Oh, uh, it was classic. It was so good. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I would think he's a big leader on the, on the team, right? With his experience, he's a little bit older and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, I wanted to ask you something. We had put a video out today. You know, we said, like, you know, guess who the next guest is going to be on the podcast? And it was from you in 10th grade that I actually got at the Canes showcase at the park. And most of it was you pitching, you know, to be honest. Do you miss being on the mound? Um, you know, I, in a sense, I do. I like to compete. I'm a competitor. And being on the mound is one of the most competitive things that you can do. You know, like I just explained in the box, like it's a competition. Um, I love getting up there. You're in control of the game. The game's on your time. Um, it goes off of you. So I, I, I do in a sense, but I, I'm really happy where I'm at and what I'm doing now. You're doing well with it. I appreciate that. <laughs> And kind of looking at what you're doing well, is there a favorite uh, MLB player that you try to model your game after, whether that's in the field, at the plate, uh, favorite team, anything like that? Um, I, I wouldn't say I try to model my game after him, but I love watching Arenado play. I mean, I just think that guy can just flat out play and he plays the game the right way. So I love watching him play. Doesn't hurt he's at third base, man. It doesn't. <laughs> you're exactly right. But, you know. He, uh, that guy plays the game the right way. And, and I love watching that. I love watching good baseball people that want to be out there. As a Cardinals fan. I love hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> now as a Mets fan, we had some good third basemen, so I'm not going to lie. Uh, Robin Ventura was, was a very good one, uh, mm-hmm. defensively. And he, his big thing was that slow roll of that bare hand play that do or die play that I feel like you've really taken, I don't know, ownership with, or you've made a lot of them. You don't seem to have any fear of doing it. Uh, like, has it always been something you do that getting that role, that, that barehanded play? Uh, I actually, I, I don't think I've ever really feel the balls barehanded. You know, I transitioned over to the corner last year. So it kind of changes the game a little bit, changes angles. Um, it, it speeds the game up really for me. It did. It, it sped the game up. It made me realize you can't second guess anything, right? Balls hit first step. You got to go like these guys are quick. You got to go. And so, um, no, believe it or not, that's something that I that I like to practice on on a daily basis. Every every day we have defense. Today, for example, um, I asked Merce, I said, "Will you will you roll me some slow rollers so I can work on the bare hand play?" It's just something that that I feel like um, I had to practice a little bit. It's a it's a different it's a different throwing motion. You have to kind of clear your body around to get that throw up and over in the first base, and you got to protect your first baseman, right? You can't throw the ball up the line where he's going to collide with the runner. So all that kind of goes into play. So I'm trying to miss. If I miss, I'm going to miss up the line, right? So it saves our first baseman. Um, but it's something that I had to incorporate pretty much all last fall um, and this time last year to really get down for the season. And now looking forward to the next season, uh, do you have any personal goals? Um, you know, I, I try not to set personal goals for myself. Um, what I really want to do is I want to win a big 10 championship, um, plain and simple. 
uh, we got the team to do it, and I'm super, super excited. And and I love everyone that I'm around every day. And we got a brotherhood uh, brewing in Bloomington. So um, that's really what I want to do. I want to want to win a Big Ten championship, get into the postseason, and show these people what we can do. Well, when Coach arrived at his first season, you know, he was able to pick that trophy up at the bar after beating Rutgers. Um, that's the last one. We hadn't had one since 2014. So, you know, this would be nice to bring back, absolutely. And, and with this team, I got to tell you, the guys coming in, the arms on the mound really seem solid. Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the guys that you've had some trouble with? Not trouble with, obviously, a good hitter, but uh, <laughs> these new arms that have come in and practice and stuff that have impressed you, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I can think of a few right away. Um, well, even even guys that were here last year, Dustin Glant is is an outstanding coach and does an outstanding job with our guys, and he pushes them every single day, right? Um, the one that I that I really really have noticed the transfer in, or two of them, are Luke Sennard and Seti. I'm not going to butcher his last name, so I'm not going to say it. But Seti <laughs> <laughs> and Luke Sennard, those are the two that I have really noticed, and then. Um, Two return actually all the returners have done really well. Ty Bothwell's stuff has gotten a ton better. Um, guys, guys a threat, a big threat on the mound this year. Um, Luke Hayden has made tremendous strides. Um, great pitcher. Great so he changed his, his motion a little bit. He's got he's got a different setup on the mound now, huh? He does, and his presence on the mound is there now. It, he's got a presence. He he looks like he wants to dominate you. We we got nice. a lot of weapons on the mound this year. We really, really do. And and it it's kind of like a rotation, right? It makes us better as hitters, right? We'll, we'll go in, we'll, we'll hit off the pitchers and we'll hit really well one day. Well, they'll come out the next week. I want blood, you know, they'll expose our weaknesses. And then it's like, man, we got to get better. We just continue to get better, get better every week. Yeah. And I know looking at the roster up and down, I don't know that I can remember a, a year where a team was this young but also this experienced at the same time. Uh, how does it feel coming in? Like you, you're, you're a sophomore, you're still an underclassman, but you've got so much experience and a group of experienced young guys. Uh, how has that been? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. The best way that I can put it, it's really, really exciting because we got my class, um, we got, Hunter, but we got all the outfielders, right? No one's super, super old. We, you're right. We don't have, we don't have a real old team. Um, but I think that we're still out there, especially after last season, we're, we're still wanting to put a name out here for Indiana university, right? We're wanting to show like, this is a baseball school. Like, like we, we can play, we can play baseball with anybody. So um, I think that we're, we're ready. I mean, I think that this is going to be a really, really good season. Plus it allows it allows me to help the younger guys, the freshmen that came in, speak from experience, right? Because um, the the biggest guy, not not the biggest guy, but someone that helped me a lot last year coming onto the field was Cole Barr. He would come back, and he helped me at third base tremendously. And so that's something that I kind of took to heart, right, was these older guys, they know what it's like. They know what the game's like. They've played it. They are playing it, right? And so being able to speak from experience, help out with these younger guys, you know, the game speeds up from high school to – to college the game speeds up a lot so just to try to help them fit in and and I think that you know we got a really good team this year Cole was a special dude man he was real good he he got it like the whole time he was here he understood you know he would go through uh, he was streaky right so you know sometimes he'd be he'd be down on one of those down streaks but you know what 
It never changed the defense. It never changed anything. And then when he got hot, it was glorious. You could only hope to contain Colbar at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, he's, man, he's a he was guy. no joke. Great player, great guy. I love him to death. Man, that's a cool story, man. Thanks for sharing that with us. I'm, I really like to hear how the different generations help each other here, you know. And, and it's not even just a coaching, you know, philosophy or staff. Like, it's just all the way through the years, people coming back to help out. It's real cool. Um, just a little bit about you. I had looked up, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just Googling your name and then checking out stuff and learning about you. And I, I found a, a feature by Rick Semler that explained we might not even had you as a ball player if dirt bike rising had gone another way. Can you can you explain a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. So, um, man, I was young, young. I was like six, seven years old. And I have an older brother who's four and a half years older than I am. And and we were raised outside, right? We were raised outside, get outside. I'm cleaning the house, get outside, whatever. So we picked up riding. We, we picked up racing. We used to race dirt bikes a lot. And it was something that was kind of like travel baseball for us, right? We would leave every weekend. We would travel all over the country, right? We were in New York. It would be Mississippi. It would be everywhere, right? And uh, he, my brother was a lot better than I am. I'll give him that one. If he if he watches this or sees this, I will give him that thing. He was better than me at this. But uh, um, no, we were I, we were down at a race down south, and and I got hurt. I got lifelined, and uh, after that, my mom kind of wanted us to change directions, right? I, I mean, it's I get where she's come from. It's scary as a mother, um, and I, I'm glad she did really because it, it put me in this direction to pick up something. I need to do something. So I picked up baseball, right? Picked up baseball pretty heavy. And, and that's kind of what got me where I am today. Um, if, if I hadn't, you know, everything happens for a reason, but if I hadn't wrecked, I probably, you know, wouldn't be here. Um, so probably still be trying to race somewhere, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, but the way uh, I heard the story, the way I heard the story is you did have one more race after that. No, I, I did. I did. I come back out, you know, and, and I won my last race and then, and then we called it quits, but, uh, I did. I went out one more time. I, I, I had to get a win under my belt before we stopped. You know, I had to one last time that feeling was amazing and it was something that I'll forever cherish. And I still like to pick up and ride, um, anytime I can. It's something that I'll, I'll always love to do. Thanks for sharing that with us, man. When I heard that, I said, this is a, a wild story. And I don't care if you're, I think they said you were seven years old, eight years old, yeah. or whatever. And, and I don't care how old you are. Get him back out there for that one last race. I mean, I know they say kids, like, they don't understand or they don't pick up on how dangerous something might have been. I'm sure you picked up on it, getting lifelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you still got back up on that bike. That resiliency was real cool to hear. Yeah, I, I had to get one last one under the belt, you know. There's that competitive yeah, right. Go out on a And you mentioned out. outdoors. Uh, you mentioned outdoors. I hear you're a big hunter and a fisherman and stuff like that. You like to that with free time? That's that's what I love to do. I mean, I mean, any free time comes around and I get a chance to go home and get in the deer stand or, or go out and hunt with my buddies one night, coyote hunt or something, or just get out and fish, you know, um, I'll do it. I love it. That's one reason why I also love being in Bloomington is I'm close to home. I still have those. I'm able to go do that stuff. It's a win-win situation for me. You know, I'm, I'm a 35 minute drive. I, after a fall practice, I can go get in the deer stand for three, four hours and, and try to put some food on the table. So it's, it's really great. Have you had a chance to go out and hunt or fish with any of the other guys? So I have, um, I've taken last year. I don't know if you remember Max Johnson, one of my good buddies oh, yeah. while he was here. I loved him, loved him to death. 
Um, I took him deer hunting with me quite a bit, actually, because he's from Cincinnati, right? Didn't really do that stuff growing up. Got him outside. He loved it. I've taken Luke Hayden before. Um, Riley Langerman, the transfer from Maryland, got him mm-hmm. out earlier um, this fall, last fall, I guess, um, and put down some coyotes one night, and he loved it. You know, it's, it's a blast. It's something that I – getting away from baseball for a little bit one night and doing something like that with your teammates is something that I'll, I'll forever cherish. That's, that means a lot to me. I can imagine, you know, somebody from Cincinnati, like you said, or an inner city like myself coming from Brooklyn or, and New York and even Long Island. I mean, there's no hunter on Long Island either. But uh, <laughs> just to learn about stuff like that, you know, is real interesting. I know Josh, uh, the other guy, you know, Josh and Carl. Josh took me out fishing with him at some lake. It was a White River, actually, to the White yeah. River near where he lives. And his son caught this monster catfish. And to see the excitement that they had. Now, for me, I don't know. I just thought it was another fish. I didn't really understand. But, like, apparently it was huge. And, and yeah. you know, you got a father so so proud of his son. You know what I mean? That whole thing. It, it, yeah. You know, outdoors is real cool stuff. Yeah, it's like I would grow up. My dad would take me out fishing or hunting. And it's like we'll be out there for hours. I mean, you would sit in a deer stand for a total of 36 hours and and Whoa. not put one down or whatever. It would be not not straight, but it would be over different days, over oh. over weeks. Mm-hmm. And to finally put a deer down or or to catch a fish and be able to fillet it or something like that. It's just a blessing. You know, it's it's so neat to be have those experiences and be able to go outside anytime you want. And that's something that that I love and I I, I want to be able to do for the rest of my life for sure. Wow. I think you're gonna have your summers are gonna be busy if you ask me for a while, but we'll see. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Well, what about, uh, have there been any other uh, on-campus or near-campus kind of sh- social things uh, with te- with the team or with parts of the team that you enjoy? Oh, man. Um, no, I mean, we all like to hang out. We got a, we got a big house um, on campus where a lot of the guys live, and we all like to go there, watch games. Uh, you know, right now football's on, right? We got a lot of football going on, so we all gather there and watch the games. And we had a Super Bowl party last year. We ordered a lot of wings and and watched the games. You know, it's just stuff like that. Um, but other than that, off campus, I really don't think uh, we travel too far together. Just to bring it back to the field, I know we're kind of going all over the place. We're just how we do it because we're not pros. Here. <laughs> um, I wanted to just pick up. I found a quote from Merce. Uh, it kind of goes back to what we were saying about with the two outs and the two strikes. And, and, and I just want to read it for people and get, you know, just how you feel about it. Uh, he, he says, that cat's got a slow heartbeat. Josh is as good as I've ever seen as a freshman to being able to let go of whatever has happened and just be on that pitch. So, so how, do you, how do you just kind of flush whatever's already happened? Because it doesn't seem to matter whether you're 0 for 3, that fourth at bat, you'll hit the winner. You know what I mean? Like, how does this happen? I obviously do not understand how this works because I sit in the bleaches. But to the way you guys shake this stuff off, if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it just it doesn't matter, right? You can't live in the past. Come up in a big situation, you've had a bad game, your team needs you. Like nobody in the dugout is thinking this guy's 0 for 3. Nobody in the stands thinking this guy's 0 for 3. They're like, man, this is the right guy to do it. He's going to do it. They all have faith. You got to have faith in yourself, right? If you get up in that box, be like, man, I'm awful today. Like I can't – you're not – it's not going to work out. You got to have self-talk and you got to have confidence when you step into that box every single time, right? It's got to turn around sometime. Why not that at bat? So it's about just really trusting what brought you there. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, everyone on that field, everyone in both dugouts can play college baseball, right? But it, it's it's the mentally tough. It, it's the it's it's those guys that have the correct self talk, that have the self confidence to be able to step up in that box and have you know 250, 300 at bats a year. They're going to go through highs and lows, right? You can't ride the highs and you can't ride the lows, right? You got to ride ride in the middle, and <laughs> you got to play where your feet are, right? You you got you can't live in the past. You got to play where your feet are, and know that it's bigger than you. It doesn't matter what you feel. It matters about your teammates. It's it's you're doing it for your teammates and, and and Indiana across your chest, right? And as I'm keeping score during the games, I see over three and oh, they're due. They're very yeah. due. And so that that that's what I see in those situations. Yeah, that, exactly. Like uh nobody's thinking like, oh man, he's over three, he's he's struggling. It's like he's due, right? So so change change the course of the game right there. It's all you need is one at bat. You can change the course of a game. Uh, now, is there a uh, game or series in particular uh, that you're looking forward to this year? Um, I mean, I would be crazy to not say Purdue, right? <laughs> yep. I would be crazy to not say the Purdue series. Um, yes. That's that's one they're they're coming down to Bloomington. Um, that's one that I'm really really excited for. I mean, I'm also excited for the Iowa series. Oh, wait, do we play Iowa this year? Oh, I'm just pulling up the schedule now. It's thinking. I can never keep track of I, I in conference. I think uh, we go there. Yes. I, nope. Right? They're, they're coming to Bloomington. Oh, All right. Coming. Yeah. Okay. Beginning That's what April. I thought. That's what I thought. Those are the two series yeah. I think uh, that I'm most excited for, for sure. I think we got a <laughs> we got a little bit that we need to we need to repay there. See, and I like this guy. Both yeah. both teams he picked. We got 17 nothing at Purdue, and you got that ridiculous Friday that, that turned into what 30 to 15 at Iowa. And that's what he picks. He doesn't pick Texas, he doesn't pick uh, Auburn, he doesn't pick the, the big SEC. ECU. He says, I want revenge on those guys who did that. <laughs> I love it, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're 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 ready. We're ready for him. We'll be ready for him. Nice. And you wanted that Big Ten title, so those are more important yep. games anyway. Gotta win them, yep. 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 Got to. Nice. Let's see, Cass, what else we got? We've gone over a lot here. Oh, I just wanted to uh, ask you a little bit about high school. I saw this a couple of, you know, multi-sport athlete, right? I know you were playing basketball too. And what are some uh, favorite moments in high school playing sports, whether it was uh, the no-hitter sectional or whether it's playing, I don't know, the championship game at at the Pacers home. What are some highlights in high school for you? Yeah, you know, I I would say uh, being from a small town in Indiana, right, everyone – Everyone loves basketball, right? And I, I did too. I enjoyed playing basketball, and I still do. I still like to pick up basketball. I'm not real good anymore, but I uh, still like to pick up a basketball and go shoot around. But uh, I would say when we made the state tournament run um, in high school for basketball was probably mm-hmm. my favorite memory in high school. That was just uh, – I mean, you were playing in front of thousands and thousands of fans. It's Indiana high school basketball, right? Like there's there's going to be tons of people there. and. And I, I wasn't a starter at the time. This is probably the most the the most nervous I have ever been in a sports game. Right here it was a uh, we were playing at Paoli in uh, the regional, and our one of our um, star players got a uh, our star player got hurt. He was in my class, one of my best friends, hurt his back, um, and so we were out. I I was the sixth guy. I was the sixth man off the bench, and I had to go out and play the regional championship and. And we were in front of, I don't know, it was probably six, six and a half thousand people there. 
And, you know, I had a good game. I, I, I held my own and we ended up winning that game by like four or five. And that would take us on to go to the state tournament. I was back on the bench the next weekend, but I was ready when my name was called. And it was just, it was an unbelievable ride. Your family had to be so proud sitting in that stance with all those people. And especially the, the you were at, you played in the title game, right? Uh, yeah. Where the Pacers played? I did. I played a couple minutes. Yep. Nice. Good stuff. Being a multi-sport athlete, I mean, I really, I, we see it now how it really helps others. You know, whether it's learning how to be a bench guy, you know, uh, Ben Silo was talking about that. We had him on, you know, maybe you excel in one sport and then you learn how to play another role in a different one. Yeah, I, you're exactly right. Actually, that's one thing that basketball really did teach me was like I was usually I, I mean, we had Kip and I together on the baseball field. So I'm not going to say I was the best player on the baseball field playing high school baseball, but it, I was usually one of the top two. Right. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much always. And. And I always excelled in baseball at that level. And then basketball came. It's not my sport. It's not my main sport. I play it because I enjoy it. I, I like my teammates that I'm with. And and I, I was a bench guy. I was a role guy for a couple of years. And then senior year come along, I picked up a, a bigger role. I was an every, every game starter, right? I was the point guard. But it, it, you're right. It teaches me different roles. Be ready when your name's called. That's Merce preaches it all the time, especially like last year. Like I, I didn't know I was going to play. And then my name was called. You, you just have to be ready at all times. Also seems like it helps out. Uh, helps the body physically playing the different sports, whether it's cutting down on rep repetitive stress injuries, working uh, different muscles differently, different levels of stamina. Uh, seems like that usually helps as well. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, I, I played basketball also to keep in shape for in the off season. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that was one thing. It, it gave my arm a little bit of a rest, right. I used my legs more. I, I build up endurance and, and stuff like that. So it, it, it was a win-win for me. Well, you stay focused on baseball. I think, uh, I think that's how we need to keep this. <laughs> oh, I, I ain't going anywhere now. <laughs> Sweet. Um, you know, obviously coming over, you mentioned uh, Lamonis was actually who, you know, recruited you. And then with the switch over to Coach Mercer, how has your experience been, let's say, coming on campus last year under – under coach and his staff, what are some things you learned from them? Pretty much, pretty much everything that, that you see me do within a game, right? I switched new position. Um, my swing's totally different from what it was in high school. Um, they've, they've pretty much re ta taught me how to play baseball again in a way, you know, taught me how to play at the college level, which is a whole different game. Um, they've been, they've been outstanding on and off the field. You know, they're, they're great mentors off the field. They'll help you with anything that you need help with. And I feel like that's that's important playing at this level, knowing that you're playing for guys that care about you, right? Care about you as a person, right? Merce and, and Sim and Z and, and Denton, they all care about us off the field. If, if I have an issue, I could give them a call and talk to them about it as long as I needed to. And so it's just, it's a brotherhood. I keep saying that over and over again, but it really is. And, and it starts with the coaches, I feel like. And, and they're the ones that, kind of brought that mentality about the team. Um, and they're the ones that's helping shape it. And now it's in our hands. It's in the players' hands. We love each other, right? We're going to go out there and, and we're going to play for the university, for the state, and and for the coaches and, and everyone. So, um, no, I, I, I'm for, I will be forever thankful of what the coaches have done for, for me. Sounds like it was a real good fit. I'm glad you stayed through the coaching change, man. Obviously, coming in, I, I don't know. I didn't think I be honest you were going to be starting as a freshman not a lot of kids <laughs> yeah. do no. I mean no yeah. offense but it doesn't happen <laughs> like this all the time yeah. yeah 
And for you to jump in the way you have and, and you hit the ground running, I remember, uh, what was it, Clemson, right? We were at Clemson and, and, and you know, all right, the games didn't go as exactly how we wanted, but the Sunday game was great and, and you know, a lot of fun. But we could see, we could see you were a player. We could see your baseball IQ even back in that first series. So it's only gotten better and it's only, I mean, you've impressed uh, Hoosier fans all around. I just want to let you know that and I appreciate your hard work. Yeah, no, we we uh we uh appreciate you guys coming to the games for sure. That's there's nothing better than you walk out of that locker room and it's an hour and a half before the game and there's already people there and and they're eating a hot dog on a warm day and it's like, man, this is awesome. Like we're playing for Indiana University, like we're representing the state. It's just it's such a good feeling. What are you studying and what are your eventual post baseball kind of plans? So, I'm a management major major through SPIA. Um, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and that that was kind of my mom that pushed that one on me. Um, and, uh, you know, moms are usually right. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm in some classes right now that are career development classes, um, talking about like internships and stuff. And I, I really, I have no idea what, what kind of work would interest me. Like, um, I really have no idea yet. And, and that's not a bad place to be. Yeah, I, I mean, we talk about it. I actually had that class this morning and, and we were writing it down and my answer's blank still right now. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm not real sure. Oh. You don't have to be yet, right? No. Yeah, nope, nope. Build up that the is skills. always coaching. Yep. Yep, yep. And build, build up the skills that make you flexible. Yep, you're exactly right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground tonight. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to share with the IU fan base that we haven't covered. Let everyone know how, how appreciative we are of everybody and uh, that it's going to be a really fun season. Um, I know that three weeks out now, um, and I know we're going to continue to get better. We're going we're gonna to open up at Auburn, and we're going to be a different team in May, right? We're going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to push each other, and uh, I hope to see those stands full, like in the background <laughs> right there, and uh, I hope to see that every game. Yes, and we very much look forward to that as well. Uh, the IU Base crew will be traveling down to Auburn for awesome. opening weekend. Uh, and we've pretty much always got people there every game at the BART. So, yeah, I appreciate your guys's, your guys' consistency as well. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what you guys do for, for fans and family members like that can't make the game. You guys always have updates and, it's awesome what you guys do, and we are really, really appreciative of that. We love doing it. Yeah, thank yeah, you. It's, it's fun, too. Fun. I mean, I appreciate the kind words, but it's fun, too. I it is. Yeah. yeah. It's a win-win, ain't it? Everybody That's what wins. I'm saying. It yeah, <laughs> it really is. So, well, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, we'd like to thank our j- guest, Josh Pine, for joining us tonight. Uh, for Chris Feeney. I'm Cassie Palmer, and see you at the BART.